culture, a Filipino collective podcast. Your newest favorite spot where we chat, laugh, and pour our hearts out about being Filipino millennials here in the U.S. Here, here are your homies, Freddie, Drew, together with Gwen. She's a, she's a new she's a new guy here because John John's um absent for today, but we it's Thanksgiving, man. We got That's, it. That's true. We gotta keep the ball rolling, and we got our homie here, yep. who's Gwen. Gwen, let the people know who you are and how awesome you are. <laughs> so yeah, um, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. So yeah, I am born and raised here in the Bay Area um, as a Filipino American. Um, my mom is from Laguna, and my dad's from Papanga. And overall, I'm as American as they go, I'd say. But yeah, that's who I am. I'm currently in college right now, currently getting a degree in graphic design. And yeah, yeah, just hanging out and dealing with COVID and whatnot. But yeah, that's overall my life as of now. Sweet. Um, First of all, I want to thank Gwen for um, giving us the time to, you know, participate because we really want to keep this like three-man team going, you know, and Gwen is such a homie and she like said yes right away. So yeah, John, you're missing out. You're missing out. (laughs) Gwen's going to replace you now. Sorry. Gwen will be a recurring character, I swear. (laughs) For sure, for sure. But yeah, um, so yeah, how was Thanksgiving, first of all? Uh, For me? uh, For me, it's just normal, man. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've been here in the States for about five years now, but I've never really spent Thanksgiving as like everyone. Like, everyone's so excited about it. Um, It's whatever. It's like a good reason to eat, I guess, but we never really. Like today, we, I never really had turkey today. Uh, we had steak. I guess it's just, that's the Filipino uh-huh, way. Uh-huh. You know, eat fancy on Thanksgiving. True. Um, but yeah, yeah I think, I I'm thankful. Yeah. I'm thankful every day. <laughs> so, But, you know, I don't really, again, I, I, I didn't grow up. I, I didn't grow up here, so I don't really know the, you know, the, this, this, fest, this, this thing that they celebrate. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's whatever for me. <laughs> How about you, Gwen? How was your Yeah, I mean... Today was overall a homework day. Normally I have class um, on Thursdays and today was like the day where I got to catch up on like a lot of homework. I'd also say, yeah, I had like a Thanksgiving dinner, like with the turkey and the ham and we got like some spaghetti going on and like Mm -hmm. some other greens and whatnot. But yeah, overall, very chill, nice, very um, family overall. Yes. Of course. (laughs) Yes. Of course. We have to have rice. Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, um, so for this episode, we're going to go more technical about stuff. So this is going to sound like, you know, a lecture for those listening. (laughs) But it will be a more serious, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be a more, it will be a fun experience either way. So hopefully you guys are down for that. So yeah, quick question for the both both of you. Um, so you guys are aware of um, social justice, yeah? It's like it's like one of the main themes of the internet right now. Social yes. justice. Yes. Um, when you hear the word the words social justice, what comes to mind? Um, Who are you talking to? Well, I think <laughs> oh, when when I would um, what is it? The first thing that comes to mind would be feminism because that was basically 
my very first introduction with social sure. justice. Mm-hmm. And so getting into like this concept in that everything or everyone should be equal, no matter if you're a man or a woman or if you um, somewhere in between or things like that, um, it should all be equal overall. So that was my first thought of social mm-hmm. justice. So feminism is like your gateway drug to social justice. <laughs> gateway drug. <laughs> I guess you can say that. Mine was actually the same. Like, um, cause back home, um, we really don't have that like conversation. We get like we don't. I mean, we get like um, conversations regarding like you know workers' rights. And how capitalism sucks and shit. But we never had, like, the term social justice. Just when I got here, that's when I, like, realized that there's, like, an umbrella term for all of that. And that's how I got into, like, you know, learning this stuff. And to be frank, um, America's pretty good at, like, you know, trying to push equal rights. I really like that about America. And um but of course you can't have you can't have everything good, right? Um but another question is that do you guys think social justice is healthy for today's society or you know, it's like a 50-50 thing? Who wants to speak? <laughs> Go, go ahead, Gwen. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I told you. I told you. I am oh. totally zero on this, but whatever works. Oh <laughs> now, Drew's going to speak up soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, I'd say with social justice in today's, like, um, climate, I think overall it can be helpful um, but I do think that some of it can be very tricky, especially if the tone of the message is a little bit more aggressive. Like if I am against someone and I come off a little bit too aggro, they're mm-hmm. going to butt heads with me as well. So I think finding a nicer middle ground into speaking and being more thoughtful of how you would convey a message is something very important and something that um, mm-hmm. should be done more, I'd say. Because right. I see a lot of Instagram posts where it's like, hey, you don't understand this because you're a blah, 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 but let right. me break it down for you. And it's just sounding a little condescending in some points where I'm like, ooh, I don't know if that's working, but hey, yeah. if it's grabbing attention, sure, but there are friendlier ways in doing so. I I agree with you there 100%. Like, um like on paper social justice is healthy because like again it open up it opens up like a platform for people to like discuss things but based on my observation i feel like those people who are like clamoring for social justice are like you know making it like they're like you could say like ca- like character traits like it's like it's like a personality trait for them. Like I'm a social justice advocate, blah blah blah. And then, you know, that like you know, kind of um, boosts their ego a little bit, and then they suddenly forget what the message they're trying to convey really is. Right. So 
it gets lost in translation. And you're right, like, especially on the internet, like, people there are, like, aggressive all the time. I don't know why. But the reason why I asked this question about social justice is because the topic that we'll be tackling about now is, you know, uh, in line with social justice, especially for um, gender specific, like, gender specifically. So um, lately, people back home are surprised that people here, Filipinos here, are like trying to like start this term, the Philippine X or Philippines <laughs> as they try to call it. And um, it's actually a really um, complex matter to talk about. But since it's like a really relevant topic now since social justice and gender equality is like one of like the high points of today's society, I thought maybe it would be nice to like use this podcast as a platform for both sides to see where they're coming from, you know? So um, let me ask you a question again. Um, when you first heard the term Philippines or Philippine X, what did you, um, what was like your first initial reaction to that one? You go, Drew. Um, it's cool. <laughs> no, really. Uh, that's, that's my first initial reaction, you know, when I, when I, when I saw it, but actually, uh, actually when I first saw it, I didn't see Philippine X. I didn't see Philippines. I actually saw Philippine and then with an asterisk. Like, so I think that was mm. the, when I first saw it and mm-hmm. that kind of like, that kind of like, uh, stirred something up in my mind. Like, okay, so I had an idea. Okay, so maybe they're just trying to change the vowel. It could be uh, an mm-hmm. A or an O, and that that refers to both genders. And that's how I right. got the idea of like, oh, okay, I guess the the person or the group who actually put up this slogan or this sign, Philippine asterisk, is trying to cater to both genders, pretty much, or all right. the genders, right. pretty much. Um, like they're not just singling mm-hmm. out everyone's a filipino meaning masculinity and everything like that so that's just my initial reaction right. it, lo- it looks cool though but for me you know what a lot of people just you know they they use it or they see it as something cool like if they use it if they feel that they're cool or if they advocate to it you know they feel that they're cool but again there's a lot more deeper meaning into it mm-hmm. i'm pretty much in the gray area for me whatever works but just don't be you know, overactive to it, I guess. But that's just me. Right, so, right. Yeah. How about you, Gwen? What was your initial reaction when you saw that? I thought it was really great. I think one of the first places I saw it was when, well, for first, I was in Mexico maybe a few years back. Mm-hmm. And I saw the term Latinx. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what does that mean? And then I searched it up. And it's like, they're... You know, like, it's all about, like, gender inclusivity. So if you identify as a male or or a woman or if you're transgender, that's mm-hmm. totally fine. And I think it was just recently where I discovered where the term was applied to being Philippine X. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was overall great. I don't right. know how it's currently surfacing in the Philippines right now, but mm-hmm. I think in an American standpoint, I think it's good. Right, right. I actually had like a positive reaction when I saw that because for the longest time, I feel like Filipinos in general, 
being included in the Asian diaspora, I feel like we're really um, underrepresented. You know what I mean? Like when you hear the word Asian, again, you all think about like East Asians, you know? So when I first saw the term Philippine X, I was like, wow, we're finally getting recognition, like as like people, as a group of people. And being in America, that really like kind of like boosted my confidence and like make me really want to say, yeah, I'm part of that group. But, you know, delving deeper into that, like I ask, yeah, like what Gwen said, she doesn't really know how people back home are taking this term. Are they taking it the same way we do? Or, And to answer that, it's a really, it's a whole new concept for them. And we'll discuss why in a little bit. But since we started with the Philippine X and all the things that like surround the topic, I wanted to like show people from back home why Filipino Americans here are really into the term Philippine X. So yeah, let me start. Uh, For people back home, they should realize that um, people who don't um, identify in like the standard gender, male, female, they really have a hard time going on here. Like that I, I can see the discrimination terms of jobs in terms of like you know just plain respect it's really a struggle for them to like be seen here be recognized be respected here especially if you're not again falling to like on those two genders so the reason why uh the term surf surfaced is because that people are just tired of being again underrepresented you know like gender here is like a really sensitive topic to begin with and that having this kind of like um disruptive disruptive term opens up uh a platform for people to speak on discuss about why they need this um this term terminology it's because like um i ask people Phil, Phil Am's here about why they're all behind it is because, to quote, it opens dialogue for gender identity. And um, it encourages people to think about the gravity of gender identity and enhance awareness regarding the topic. It helps, represents, it helps represent and identify those who don't fall on either gender. End quote. And that is from Allison, who is also Filipino-American. Who identifies as lesbian and she is um she's she she's doing great here as like uh, as, uh hold on let me see what her, her credentials are but yeah um she is a director of photography filmmaker so she said that if filipinos back home start to like assimilate the idea of carrying the term Philippine X, it will start a conversation for, you know, those who are skeptic about, like, people who aren't falling into, like, the basic gender, male, female. And I think that's a great thing because 
back home, it isn't really like a talking point. Like, um, sure, they're gonna they're gonna take you. They're gonna accept you as like you're gay, you're lesbian, you're bi, but then just just up to that point, you they mm-hmm. they start they start they start um, attacking you based on like your preference, based on the way you clothe yourself, based based on how you carry yourself. Like they accept you for who you are, and like on face value, but like the way. You try and like you know show yourself to the public, show yourself, express yourself. That's where they attack you. So I think having this um, term, I think Allison's trying to say is that if people back home try to like assimilate this term, people will start to ask why. You know why? Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to be called Philippine X? then that's where the discussion starts. And I think that's a healthy way to like, you know, inform people, make people aware about being part of like the marginalized people of society who doesn't, you know, really um, cater to um, the norms of society. I think that's, that's a great thing. And, um, but then one of my other friends, Erica, who's um, a writer and a barista, she said that she's also um, she's also lesbian, by the way, and she um, she's all for the term being introduced in the Philippines, but with the precaution that we should be more aware of how we try and let people from back home know why and what is behind the idea behind the Philippine X movement. It's because that unlike Filipino Americans, Filipinos back home aren't that privileged. They don't have the luxury of time to, um, you know, study the whole thing, study the whole movement behind gender equality, feminism, LGBTQ rights. They don't have the luxury of that. So if we wanted to push the idea there, that's when we have to like, you know, be more self-aware. Not like it's like not shove the idea down people's throats. Which I also agree. It's like it's like I like the idea because it's self-aware and it's um it's considerate for people who don't have the same privileges as people living here in America. What are your thoughts there, Gwen? I mean, both are very great takes on how you would approach the idea to a culture that's not too assimilated in that Mm -hmm. type of language, I'd say. I think it's a great start. But I also find it very interesting, too, because when I look on television or in, like, Mm -hmm. the Philippine television, I feel like the... I feel like the type of people that are idolized definitely do have a bit of flamboyancy to them, um, even if they are male or female. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great. I think it can definitely happen, but it's just like those baby steps that will take a long way to Mm -hmm. introduce the idea into more like Western values, I'd say. But yeah. Would you agree that the... I mean, before anything, since you are, since you identify as American, 
Filipino American because you lived here and um, you uh, grew up here basically. Um, yeah. Do you understand where the movement is coming from? I mean, absolutely. Um, I would. I was lucky with the education here in the San Francisco where we get to where we got mm -hmm. to learn a lot of um, icons and public figures who devoted right. their life to social issues, kind of right. like Harvey Milk was one of them. Mm -hmm. And about Harvey Milk was that he was like one of the first figures in our in the what is it in City Hall who right. was gay and mm -hmm. so the the idea was unheard of but he did his dues um unfortunately he went off he got killed by a jealous co-worker unfortunately but that itself kind of sparked a whole movement on representation and as well as social justice in that sense so yeah i feel like san francisco especially was the breeding grounds of a lot of social issues that came into light true, and true. that kind of um like kind of like spread its world um worldwide right how about you drew from like an outsider perspective since we didn't grow up here and after hearing all of what filipino americans have to say about the movement what do you think what are your thoughts regarding this I, I see I see you're muting your mic. Hey. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're in class, Drew. Oh, you were talking see I, I didn't hear you say about my name. I'm sorry. I told you to I told you to address me, friend. <laughs> okay, what was your I, question? I told you my my guy. No, I didn't hear it. It was um, it was choppy. Again. It was choppy, that's why. <laughs> Again, um, the question is: Since Gwen, since I asked Gwen, no, I heard what American, she said. Yeah, I heard what yeah. she said. But after all the explanation I've said about the Filipino Americans' thoughts regarding the movement, from a, from an outsider's perspective, did you learn something new? Did you realize something about why they're trying to, like, you know, raise the flag of Philippinex? Again, you know what, how I just see this thing is this, they just want um, to educate and have mm -hmm. this awareness about the, the, all the genders that exist in the world. And mm -hmm. you know what, I'm just going to be short and sweet on this. It's not just, you know, Filipinos that are affected by this. And like what Gwen said earlier, and actually just research while we're all talking about this, that actually the one of the first... Um, group of people that used this was the Latinos and they did mm -hmm. use the Latin X and now I, I, can, I can really see that the Filipinos are really pushing this movement heavy um, mm -hmm. am I affected by it? No. Am I mm -hmm. annoyed by it? Not really but um, I do see other people what I'm annoyed about is that people use it or people try to you know like I said people try to advocate on it but they don't really know the reason behind it. They right, don't know right. the whole history behind it. And for me, that's the reason why you need to educate people about the history of it and why people are actually pushing it. They're not pushing it for clout. They're not pushing it because it has to look cool. There is an actual story behind everything. But how, now my question is, actually, I have a question for both of you. Like, Do you think this sh okay. should be applied to like, because like a lot of people, you know, they, they kind of find it 
you know, why is it only Filipino, Latino, and everything? Do other, have you guys seen other nationalities use it as far as like putting the X on their thing? Um, I think it can, it can only be applied for, um, because, <clears throat> like um, the one that has the A and O, right? The yeah, our, our language has, right. yeah, is very direct to A is women or like right, feminine, right. and then O is more I masculine. Guess. Okay. masculine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. so we could all agree on that the main reason behind this X movement is for gender gender identity, more awareness behind gender identity, more awareness behind respecting whatever people want to identify themselves. Because that's how I see it, you know? Um, this movement wouldn't even start to begin with if there isn't discrimination against people who don't fall on the he, she pronouns. That's how I see it. How about you guys? Do, do you um, agree on like the main reason behind, the pushing force behind this Philippinex movement is gender? Absolutely. I, I would say, I would say like, you bring up a good point. Like if there wasn't discrimination, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have this new pronoun Right. Or of being introduced as a person. And so mm-hmm. I I agree a hundred percent on that. Right, right. Drew, thoughts. <laughs> for me, okay, I don't want to sound ignorant about the whole idea. But for me, I I never needed that kind of movement to know and be aware about these other genders and you know, for me, every, everything should be equal from the beginning, you know. But then again, equality is, it's always going to be an issue wherever you go. So that's why these kind of movements are 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 made and are found so that they should educate people. But it's, what is, what is sad, what, what, what is sad about this is that people fight over it. You know, they right. fight over it for clout, they fight over it for attention. And the whole point is missing if we're just all, all going to argue about it the matter mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. that's me that's i feel right. like the first step is ultimately just understanding and from there you can take that information you may mm. not like it but mm-hmm. it's something you just have to understand overall and i think that's a positive step even if it does take a long time for everyone to jump in on the subject too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as sad as it sounds Humans in general always have this um, crab mentality, you know, like we can't really just like, I think we're designed to um, argue, you know what I mean? Like it will be, it will be a long battle for sure, but at least we're, 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 we're doing progress, which is good, which is good. All right. Um, moving on. So now we've heard the side of the Philippine X and we've come to the conclusion that the driving force behind this movement is for gender identity. And that's a great, that's a great um, argument to start. But for people back home, they really can't um, embrace the idea because changing the way you call Filipinos mean more than that, according to them. And, um, 
let me start by saying, according to like the people I asked back home, they said that it kind of is ironic for Filipino Americans to try and um, make people from back home introduce, I mean, use the term Philippinex is because that we don't, in the Filipino alphabet, we don't even have the word, the letter X. So like from the get go, it doesn't even, it doesn't even have like Filipino spirit in it because we have all the letters except X and that's what the, and that's what they wanted to change. That's like mm, one of, that's I one see. of their, they find it ironic because like X is more of like a Western letter, I think. I'm not really sure, but that's how they see it. Another <laughs> thing is that um, Filipino Americans um, don't really realize that um, unlike here, sure, um, people of like the people who are gay, Filipinos who are lesbian, Filipinos who are gay, Filipinos who are non-binary, they still have shots on like um, opportunities back home. And actually, according to my good friend, Renz Lyndon Pagio, who's, um, who's a big time director there in the Philippines, he, um, he said that um, gay Filipinos are actually already recognized and actually um, celebrated back in the 70s and 80s. So that's what Filipino Americans fail to realize. Maybe they think that the oppression that gay and the LGBTQ community faces here is the same in the mm -hmm. Philippines. But apparently... Philipp the Philippines is one of the Asian countries that like are openly accepting gay people. And sure, we don't get, you know, same-sex marriages there. We don't get, um, what else is like gay rights um, victories here? But yeah, like simple as like gay marriage, we don't have that. But um, job opportunities, there's a lot. Like we don't, we don't really hire people based on their gender. We hire people based on how they perform. And I think that's a good thing in the Philippines. And I think Filipino-Americans don't see that. And another thing, let me pull out my notes real quick. Uh, and um, again, um, it's not an issue of gender. Filipino is already gender neutral to begin with. And the reason why people think the A and O um is is a uh, gender specific it only happened because we got to remember philippines was under spanish colonization for 300 plus years before that there wasn't even a gender for filipinos like we don't even have a direct translation for he or she we only use sia that's like that's like our native tongue See, yeah, and that's how we refer to people who aren't around us. Say, for example, um, if you're going to translate, um, where is she? If you translate that in Filipino, nasaan siya? Shia can apply to, if you translate it to, if you change the gender to male, where is he? It's the same thing, where, nasaan siya? So, like, um, 
the Filipino and Filipina term just was coined because of the Spanish influence. And then, according to Julius, who is a... Um, he is... Hold on. He is... A person in the academe. Yeah, and he is a secretary general of the youth reform movement in the Philippines. There you go. He had a lot of say about this. And um, he said, first of all, Filipino is a term for citizenship and can never be compared to Latin X. And I asked him why. Like, what, what, why, how is this, um, how is this uncomparable? And then he said that, um, so to quote him, by state, we mean a sovereign nation and not a federal state. By state, we mean we are people with a national territory, a government, and a legal system inspired by traditions of our ancestors and oppressors. It may be ugly, but it's ours, and we have the power to change it. So when you say Filipino, it doesn't, it doesn't connotate to a group of people. It connotates to a group of people who have their own country and is running their own country with their own means and their own in their own ways. And if you take away the term Filipino, it's like taking the essence of being a free and sovereign na- sovereign nation. And I think and I think that's actually one of like the bigger reasons why I can really um embrace the term Filipino Philippine X. It's because um, personally, I think that Philippine X is a more Western thing. Like um, it's like people fail, like people fail to realize that there's more to Filipino, the term Filipino, than just gender. It's like our identity as people. We are Filipino, and I ask my Filipino. Filipino friends who are women and I ask them how do they introduce themselves they say Filipino because it's gender neutral in, in itself and that if you take away that it's like we're going back to our roots of being oppressed and being colonized again it's like you know we're being indirectly colonized by western ideology and we're like over that already that's why we got the term Filipino that's like that's like our bragging rights that we are a free nation. We we are our own people, you know? And people trying to like force the term for gender identity fail to realize like how much we try to fight for that term. That's how I see it. And here's another thing. Um Philip um people trying to force Philippine X is that they're not they're not speaking on behalf of their filipino side they're speaking on their american side and again there are bigger issues in the philippines than gender and to quote julius again he said something really um mind opening to quote if the philippine x pinoy x philippine x movement truly suits the filipino american struggle my heart goes out for it but my republic, the Philippines, home of the Filipino people, cradle of noble heroes, has no need for it. Not just yet, maybe. Not because we don't want to change, 
but because it will turn an already resolved theme utterly problematic. The Filipinos have no need for it, not because we cannot afford to consider political correctness when people are hungry, abused, and robbed of taxes. We could afford to legalize a formal way of Filipino greeting for purposes of national identity. But as far as the Philippine X, it should not be the homeland's priority. Thoughts on that one. End quote, by the way. Well, I 100% agree on that, um, or on mm -hmm. all statements. Um, I feel like that quote just like brought up a lot of issues, like in one mm -hmm. sentence that was very profound in that sense. So right. yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, I just think, however you want to look at it, I don't necessarily think that or if I were to give a spin on it, I wouldn't want to take away something that was original and replace it with my idea of a Filipino or Filipinex person. It would overall mm -hmm. just be an expression of of yourself overall, right. rather than right. the whole entire um, country, I'd say. But that's mm -hmm. kind of like my spin on it. I don't know if everyone would have my say or a similar say to mine, but that's how I would look at it. It's just a self-expression of who I am as a Filipinex rather than, I'm still going to say I'm Filipino, but, mm -hmm. you know. How about you, Drew? What are your thoughts after <laughs> again, hearing the Filipino <laughs> side of things? Um, so again, for me, um, what you said earlier was pretty much what's on my head. Like, I think the Philippine X movement is more mm -hmm. of the Western side of the Filipino Americans part talking, you know, mm -hmm. like it's the Western side of us. Again, in the Philippines, there is a lot of, there's a lot more other things that we are worrying about. It's, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that gender equality is not a problem. It is a problem still there. It is also a problem here in the States, but there's also a lot of problems here. It's, I'm not saying that the Filipino Americans here are, mainly just focusing on on that right but there's also a lot of filipino americans here struggling with other things mm -hmm. um but you know I'm, I'm, just, I'm just gonna go something on my head very simple me growing up you know filipino that's just for me it's gender neutral as itself you know like it does represent a country it does represent everyone in the philippines like and there is there is a word Filipina, you know, like people still use Filipina. Like, go ahead, use it if you really want to specify that that person is a girl. But I totally agree to those people that you ask in the Philippines who are girls. They should not be, you know, they should not be worried about using the word Filipino to describe themselves. Because when you put it on paper, you are, again, representing whatever your country fought for. And that is our freedom as Filipinos. Yeah. So... For me, there's nothing wrong with using Filipina, Filipino, and Philippine X. But what I'm trying to figure out here is with the people in the Philippines, that's the reason why they're not going to fully embrace and, you know, fathom this idea of the Philippine X. Because in the Philippines, Filipino is already enough. And that's pretty much the bottom line of things for me. Right. And again, to emphasize the fact that... Um, I always, I always think people in America have the luxury of time to, um, to you know, think and discuss other things. Because 
let's be honest, it's really easy here living, you know. I always tell my friends whenever they ask me to go back home is that um, I America spoiled me because um, I can wake up like 10 minutes and I could be at my job like in an instant, like never late, you know. Unlike back home, you have to like wake up uh, three hours before your shift. And that's one of like the small things that spoiled me. And then say, for example, um, you know, like simple stuff, like everything is convenient here, despite the fact that we have our own struggles, but comparing myself here and myself when I'm living back home, I can see that I got it better here. I, money was never a problem anymore. Jobs was never a problem anymore. Time was never a problem. So I always have this idea that Americans or people living here in the United States have the luxury of time to, you know, have a dialogue for this. So I can I can feel for those people who can't really accept, you know, the new wave of um, social justice in the Philippines because they still have a lot to fight for to begin with. It's a really sad country and we're trying our best to like make it work there. But trying to like show another, another, you know, it's a good, it's a good concept. It's a good, good movement, but something that isn't really going to help the progress of the country. I can see why Filipinos are like against it, not against it, but maybe not open to idea of um, having it there right away. Like what Julia said, they don't need it now, but maybe in the future when things are better. But now, maybe is not the right time for um, Filipinos to like you know think and you know discuss about the movement. Because again, there's a lot to think about there, and gender isn't really a problem because like everyone can get a job there. Most people I know that are rich are part of the LGBTQ community which is good and um yeah so overall i think the reason why the clash is there is because um one side wanted to have a dialogue regarding gender identity while the other side is more into like their identity as human beings not gender but as like people and those those ideas don't really blend well unless unless they start in the middle so which begs the question what do you guys think is like the middle ground if you have any thoughts on that one the middle ground between you know gender identity and identity as people do you see like a middle ground between those two um, before anything else, um, I just want to <laughs> say something. Uh, I just I don't want to hundred percent agree with the the statement he had. Like, there is actually still like gender discrimination in the Philippines as far as the work goes. The, it, it it is there, but mm-hmm. I just think that here in the states, as far as like Filipinos are concerned, it is more highlighted as far as like if they discriminate. In my opinion, I think there's more discrimination in the Philippines as far as gender. Like mm. it's like getting a job there. If you're if 
that company is more like a masculine company, they will not look into female, like right, female right, candidates, right. you know, right. like, because like here in the States, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of race, there's a lot of kind of people. And like in the Philippines, you do not put like, when you're applying for a job, you do not tick a lot of boxes, by the way, just to let you guys oh, yeah, yeah, know yeah. here, you yeah. tick a lot of boxes. Literally you tick like, um, what kind of Asian you are, what kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know, like your your gender you can even say that you don't want to disclose it but in the philippines right, it's just right. male or female you know but there is like gender discrimination there is really abundant just to just put it out there i just want to i don't want to let the people let people think that everything is okay there as far as the gender thing but it's also a problem i just think like what again what julia said like maybe not now but for me you know right. what i think maybe not ever like i don't think we would have to go with this movement in the philippines because like i said filipinos like the lgbtq group in the philippines again they they are still having issues as far as like being respected again they're not you know like in this world you're never going to get the you know not everyone's going to like you you know so for me like the whole filipino thing in the Philippines, that is not their priority, and I don't think it's going to be anything at all because everyone there accepts Filipino. Again, it's all about being one nation and being able to represent what the country is. That's just for me. Just to put it out there, I just don't want to lose my thing off top, which I kind of did. <laughs> I mean, that, that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah, I yeah. stand corrected on that one. I'm not saying, yeah. again, I'm not saying that um lgbtq people in the philippines aren't facing any backlash regarding on how they identify themselves i'm just saying um i think personally on my perspective i think filipino americans compare the struggles that the lgbtq people here face which is like harsher and more highlighted Mm-hmm. to peop to the people back home. Yeah, it's Which- it's more highlighted. It's it's again what you said earlier, people here they have more time as far as like like they had time to actually look into those issues as far in the Philippines. They could be highlighted if they wanted to. We just don't have that like it doesn't level with the other bigger problems that we have. Mm-hmm. Right? If that's how yeah. So Yeah, and um I also think um, one of the reasons why um, Filipinos can't really get into the idea is because that um, Filipino Americans in general also can't, you know, assimilate themselves on how Filipinos live the Filipino way. Again, um, based on like what I gathered from like people I asked regarding the matter. They said that it's their American side speaking whenever they try and, you know, introduce the term. And people from the Philippines never know how life is in America. Same with Filipinos here who don't know how it's like living in the Philippines. So there's really going to be a clash in that one because it's never that easy to introduce something foreign back home. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> really? That's why. That's why we're here. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Gwen, I forgot to ask you since 
since Drew gave his outsider's perspective on like the Philippine X, um, what is your perspective? What are your realizations? What are your thoughts after hearing what Filipinos have to say about the movement? Well, I, I would say that there are still voices that need to be heard. I feel mm-hmm. like in the span of like time and like the data you collected, which was great, and you brought a lot of good perspectives into the mix, but it would be also a thing to like see what someone who is transgender, like what are their thoughts on that? Would they be more willing or less willing to adjust to um, this Western idea? Um, and also, um, yeah, I mean, I would overall just say understanding is the best step. You don't have sure. to fully accept it, but I feel like just understanding the concept and the idea behind it on both sides, on how you look at an idea of agreeing or disagreeing, I mm-hmm. feel like that's the best step moving forward on that. Right, right. And just to add to, um, and that's why sometimes when people ask me, I always ex- try to explain this to them. There are three types of Filipinos existing here in America. There's one that literally comes here. He's from the Philippines. That's that's his mindset. Like he has the Filipino mindset. And there's a Filipino who was born here with American with with Filipino parents, but the culture is pretty much Westernized. And then there's us in the middle. That actually, like for me, I think having most of my my adolescent years in the Philippines, having that, you know, into my head. And then now I got here in, in my in entering my adulthood, I'm able to understand and at least try to blend in both, you know, ideas. And that's, that's why I kind of understand both sides. But again, right, right. like what you guys said, the two sides will never, like the other, the, the two outer sides would never, for me, it's sad, it's sad they're both Filipinos, but they have two different ideas still. Yeah, two different perspectives. It's it's hard to explain that to other people because like people think that oh, since you guys are Filipinos, you probably think the same way. It's no, it's different. It still depends on where they grew up and where they were exposed to. So right, yeah. But I think the takeaway from this is that at the end of the day, um, social justice and gender identity is always a good thing, mm-hmm. and. I guess the only way for it to work is for people pushing for the movement to, you know, be patient. Um, shoving an idea down one's throat is never going to work. So um, if people are really inclined to, like, you know, push gender identity, more, um, more appreciation, more um, understanding regarding the matter the best mode of operation at the moment, like at this time would just wait because we can never tell, like who would have thought the Philippine X movement is going to start. Right. It was never, it was never a thing before. So if that came to like being, then it's, there's, there's a possibility people from back home will start and like assimilate the idea too, but not just now. You know, so best way, I think, is, you know, be patient. If people are, like, mocking you for, like, the Philippines or Philippine X thing, 
just be patient, you know? Like, you can never please everybody. But there are people back home are who are, you know, up up with the movement, behind the movement. They appreciate the efforts Filipino-Americans are doing for, like, you know... Because um, despite the fact that we are accepting with um, the other genders, like, the mockery is still there, and that really hurts self-esteem. So knowing that people overseas are, you know, fighting for the rights of their group is uplifting, and that's a good thing. So, you know, at the end of the day, we have to respect each other's perspectives, you know, be patient in, like, introducing, be patient in um, explaining why, what, and how the idea came to mind. So, um, I hope that this lecture um, helped both sides understand each other's um, thoughts and opinions regarding the matter. And I hope that we, you know, come up to a resolution that is beneficial for every Filipino in the globe. So, um, yeah. Any closing remarks for you guys? <laughs> Good thing I drank Red Bull before recording. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm currently looking at Filipinex on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I would say it's use in the context of of like what you're saying like keeping in mind that you may not identify as as more feminine or more masculine mm-hmm. but it's just to be conscious of right who they talk about as a he right. or a they mm-hmm. so i guess that would be the equivalent but i think uh one of the sentences that you brought up in the earlier discussion were Sha is basically the equivalent of they, technically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you think? So I think it's progressive in that sense, in both ways, I'd say. But, mm-hmm. I mean, just to, like, end it on a positive note, I feel like, yeah, just understanding is the best way and that, I don't know, people can definitely come together and have a conversation. And mm-hmm. to leave it at, it can wait a little bit longer, that's totally fine, too. It's not the end of the world, so there are things that (laughs) there are things that are to happen, and I bet they're a hundred percent better for the rest of the world. But again, I'm really happy that um, Filipinx is a thing, because again, like I said, I always felt underrepresented when moving here, because like I feel like Filipinos are, you know, one of the underrated Asian people. We're underrated in a lot of ways, but we're, like, cool as fuck, you know? But now that, you know, Filipinx is a thing, I feel like, you know, people are... We, we're getting the spotlight now, and that's a good thing. We need representation, always. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the end of our class. Thank you so much for coming to uh, Social <laughs> Studies. Uh, it's your TED Talk, so, uh, <laughs> Fred Thank you for, Thank you for attending my TED. God damn, I'm the one speaking for 50 minutes. Yep. Anyway, no, like, let, let me no, let, let, let me give my closing remarks just for the Filipinos out there, like in the Philippines. Like, for sure, for sure. Because you know what? Just just be open. 
to everything because I know Filipinos they're they're so known to be like whatever they believe in that's it like they they praise that you know but just be open it's okay to disagree as well like it's okay to give out your opinion to disagree and when you disagree also make sure that the person saying that is okay to disagree with you like it's okay to have a disagreement and you don't have to fake it just accept criticism that's just how it is you know being filipino i've experienced that a lot filipinos are so close-minded most of the time especially if it's something foreign but yeah just be woke i guess you know be awake (laughs) and open your eyes there's a lot of things going on there's a lot of things going on more than the seven thousand islands of the philippines exactly yeah that's just my two cents on it for filipinos just open your eyes and be woke and accept criticism it's okay to disagree and agree on things so mm-hmm. that's me <laughs> yep so um to end this um beautiful podcast um of course we have our slang of the week you guys and now we have gwen who's going to be using the filipino slang which is going to be great so um what are our slangs? Let's start with like um, the English one. Um, Gwen actually uh, suggested this one, and it's um, the slang for the week would be cap. Ah, Gwen, cap. Yes. How do you, um, can you can you can you um, can you uh, define what is cap? Cap, so by the we... way, is spelled um, C-A-P. C-A-P. Yes. So okay, if cap or if you cap in, you basically lie in. Um, so, I don't know. This like kind of came up in like like a lot of music. I'd say that's how I got assimilated in that, and just in like the lingo throughout the Bay Area mm-hmm. as well. So right. if so, like to use it as a sentence, like no cap. I think she's hella cute. I don't know what you think, but yeah. That would be an example, or mm-hmm. another one would be you capin. That's no way that is true. Yada yada yada. But I guess okay. the lingo would go on like that. Yeah. Let's try. I actually, using... I I just uh-huh. researched it. It actually was popularized in Atlanta, of course, by Young Thug and Future with their song "No Cap." Literally no means cap, no. <laughs> literally mean literally means no. Drew, you yes. cap it. Yes. <laughs> no, so there you go. No cap. Uh, yeah, go go ahead, Fred. Use it in the, in the Tagalog sentence. Oh my god. I'm actually people. I'm actually I'm actually thinking. Oh okay. Oh my um, god. People are gonna use this. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want them to use it. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Okay. Um, th- think we're in a we're we're in a um conversation. Okay. Okay, Drew. I'll be go I'll be ahead, throwing lines. I'll be throwing lines to you. Answer me, and I'm then we're gonna we're gonna make a yeah. skit, okay? Of course. Okay. Three, two, one. Yo, Drew. Alam mo ba nakakuha mm. ko ng one thousand dollars sa kanto kanina? Di nga. Hindi, pre, no cap, no cap, nakakuha ko. <laughs> no cap, pre. You capping, man. You capping. <laughs> no, but no cap, no cap. No. Yeah, right. Like I got a, I got a thousand dollars, no cap, on the streets. <laughs> okay, okay, moving on, moving on. Yeah, but yeah, capping means lying. No cap means 
no lie, basically. All right, moving on to our Filipino term, our Filipino slang. It's basically the same thing. It's a, uh, it's called talkies, spelled T-O-K-I-S, talkies. Um, it's basically a deriv. Um, it's like a, a customized term for talk shit. And when we... don't Google it, don't Google it, because when you Google it right now, people are gonna Google it and they're just gonna find something else. But just make make sure it's talkies Tagalog, not yeah, whatever talkies. you. Put. <laughs> Hey, what, 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 what did you find on Google then? Huh? I was what? at T-O and then you said, don't do it. I'm like, oh, okay, no. But yeah, it's spelled T-O-K-I-S, talkies. And basically, it's a derived form of talk shit, which in Filipino, talk shit means you're lying or you're going to lie. So um, if you use it in a sentence, um, Gwen, do you want to use talkies in a sentence? That sounds hella scary. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but, no, but what Fred said, literally, talkies is like a, a shorter version of talk shit. Like you talk shit, uh... right? Am I right? Yeah, 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 but yeah, no, yeah. but but just to give the listeners an idea, so I actually just googled talkies because if they actually Google it, just the word talkies meaning it actually means tushy. So it's not that we're not talking about. No, it's not. Yes, it's talkies nope. in Filipino. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it literally says I I I I send it to you guys. So you guys can look at it. That's what it means. But yeah, so go ahead, just do the um. That's why I didn't want to use this word, Fred. But go ahead, <laughs> you. Use it, Gwen. You're our guest. Sentence. <clears throat> nah, man. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll throw I'll throw lines to you. Okay, um, uh, Gwen, are you coming to the party tonight? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But we'll see. You better come. Don't talkies, okay? Ah. <laughs> don't talkies. There you go. That's how you use it. Talkies, T O K I S. And yeah, uh, that should be the end of our episode. I know it's a bit. Uh, it's like it's like it's like I know people are tired of Zoom classes and shit, and this sounded like one. But I hope, <laughs> but I hope you guys, you guys learn something new. We we rarely talk about you know social issues, and I like talking about social issues because I learn I learn along the way, and I hope you guys got the same experience. So yeah, um, we're gonna be ending this uh, podcast again. Thank you so much for everyone who listened, and now we're going to socials. Please follow me on Instagram. My personal is Young Freddy E U N G. F-R-E-D-D-Y. You can see me there. And definitely don't forget our um, podcast Instagram, adobo.culture. And our Twitter, adobo underscore culture. Thank you so much. And you go, Drew. What what are your socials? So my social across the board, Twitter and Instagram, I'm going to be Drew Cab. That's D-R-U-C-A-B. And that's it. And you got you guys got us, adobo.culture. Yep. Hell yeah. And of course, Gwen. 
Now's your time. Get more simps. Get more simps. <laughs> that should have been word of the week. <laughs> oh. oh, it it will it will be it will be it, it will be coming. it will be, it will be. <laughs> teaser yeah, teaser but, um, teaser. Y'all can follow yeah. me on Instagram though. Um, my IG is Gwinnett Oller. And so that's G-W-Y-N-E-T-T-E underscore Aller. And that's O-L-L-E-R. But yeah, thank you guys for having me on. It was a lot of, of fun course. just to like learn about everything and whatnot. So yeah. For sure. Um, for everyone listening, you'll be expecting Gwen here and there. So get used to her. And <laughs> Shout out to John. Shout out to having, John, yeah. Hopefully he's having fun. So... <laughs> Yeah. Um, again, thank you so much, guys, for having us. Thanks for giving us the time to like speak, and we appreciate all the streams that you guys are giving us. Again, this is Adorable Culture with Freddie, Drew, and Gwen. We're out, you guys. Thanks again. Peace. Peace.